Welcome to Believe, the Conspiracy Theory Podcast. I'm Phil Green. And I'm David Ferguson. And this is a podcast presented by two comedians all about the world's craziest conspiracy theories. Unless, of course... They're actually true. Unless, of course, they're actually true. And that's what we're here to find out. In each episode, we invite on a guest comedian, and that comedian picks a conspiracy theory they want to talk about. It might be a conspiracy theory they believe in, it might be a conspiracy theory they don't believe in, or it might be a conspiracy theory they think is the most mental thing they've ever heard. True. Yeah. Uh, but we'll try and prove it. We'll try and prove it. We're going to look at the facts. We're going to look at the fiction. In fact, one of the reasons we started this podcast is because inside uh, David's big old Irish head here are a load of random facts bouncing around for decades that really had nowhere to go. And now... I've got somewhere to put them. You've got somewhere to put them. We're taking the weight off the NHS's mental health <laughs> services. You're welcome, NHS. We've got social media channels, haven't we? We've got social media channels. We have got social media channels. We have got social okay. media channels, which we need to plug. You know that. Um, you can follow us at Believe Conspiracy Podcast on Instagram, on TikTok, and on YouTube. And we want to know what you think as well. So comment. Tell us what you think of the conspiracy theory we're covering. And if you've got a conspiracy theory you want us to talk about, you can DM us, can't they? Uh, p- please do. Please do. We're lonely. Well, I'm only. Yeah, and we want to read what conspiracies you want us yes. to talk about. Very, this is very much a community, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. We're all in this together. We are. I am also on tour at the moment. I'm doing my show Four Weddings and a Breakdown at various places around the country. There's still a few dates left in Sudbury, Bristol, Brighton, Glasgow, Liverpool, Peterborough, Southampton and Poole. Uh, if you go onto our social media channels, there's a link there to the shows or uh, go on to Phil Green Comedy. I'm also doing a work in progress show at Leicester Comedy Festival on the 23rd and 24th of February. So, uh, uh, there's still some tickets available for that if you want to come. So, we should also give a big shout out to our tech, shouldn't we? We, we should. He's we a should. great fellow. He's a great fellow, the wonderful George. Yay! He's a geek like us. We've just been talking about this particular conspiracy for about 15 minutes. Now, who is today's wonderful guest? Oh, today we have Rich Spaulding. The wonderful Rich Spaulding, a brilliant comedian. He's been tour support for Tom Ward, for Ishan Akbar, lots of big name comedians. He's also been lots of comedy award finals, and he's the presenter of the fabulous podcast, Our Dads Died. Which is succinct and to the point. Yes, which is both funny and moving all at the same time, which is what we try to be and largely fail. And the conspiracy theory that Rich has chosen is... It's not really a conspiracy. and It's just plain fact. We are living in the Matrix. Okay, It is a conspiracy, but that's what we're going to find out. Let's bring him on. Get out of the rabbit hole. It's a fake. Every single bird in the sky is a robot. It's fiction. Doubt your government. It's an urban legend. Like, they're actually spraying something in the sky. No way. A stream of absurdity. It's a total fabrication. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Rich Baldy! Yay! Thanks very much. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk conspiracy theories with yeah. you guys. Rightly so. You, you've, been, you've been listening to the podcast I have. all day. I've been revising. Good. And I'm now, I'm in the headspace of essentially paranoia. And I don't believe anything around me. And it's, it's sort of messed with my mental health quite significantly over that is, the course that's of the what day. We're aiming for, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you've succeeded. Good, excellent work. Yeah. Also, uh, Fergie pointed out before we came on that um, we're mirror image of, of each other now. Yeah, yeah. Because I've got the glasses now. We've both gone for the yes. beard. Really, we're just blending into every other straight white male comedian <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. circuit. Yeah. This couldn't look more like a podcast. Yeah, really, it does. <laughs> it really could. Yeah, <laughs> we're white guys. We have a podcast. <laughs> Thank God you're here for the diversity quota. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm Irish, which is a different ethnicity. No, yeah. Okay. yeah, that'll do. That'll Fair do. That'll do. Um, So you're writing a new show at the moment. I am, yes. About? Uh, About um, work and death, essentially. But funny. (laughs) (laughs) But funny work and death. Does this this link into... Because your podcast is 
about death. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of it's it's sort of come from that. Uh, the podcast is about um, it's me and my friend Tom, and our dads died, and we interview other people whose dads have died. But we also started talking to people who work in like the death industry. Yeah. So we interviewed like a, a mortician from America, and a parapsychologist, and a, a therapist, and a hitman. air worker, and a hitman. If if we could get them on, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm related to them, so like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Northern Ireland. You could call us of your contacts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get them on Zoom, balaclavas and all. Um, <laughs> And yes, yeah, so I guess sort of talking to those people has made me think about death and work sort of makes you think about death sometimes anyway, I think. The process of getting yeah. up every day yeah. and being like, is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of about that and whether the, the sort of central question is, is it OK to just have quite a mundane, nice life? Because there's a big that, culture of like you, you always push yourself, you work harder, yeah. achieve more. And I actually quite like not being that successful and just... I just quite like my little life. Just aim, ha- aim for mediocrity. That's what we do. <laughs> exactly. How many yeah. finals of comedy competitions have you been in? <laughs> You've got to <laughs> stop being successful if yeah. you don't want to be yeah, successful. That is true. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I became less successful than I am currently, that would be <laughs> quite an achievement. <laughs> See, listen, I'm succeeding listen. at. Have a goal. I think that's important, Rich. <laughs> My goal is to Go achieve less. Yeah, to achieve yeah, less, yeah. yeah. Then you can never be disappointed. Yeah, that, in, unless I become really successful. Yeah, yeah. And then at the centre of me, there's an ache, because I'm like, God, I didn't want any of this. <laughs> it is an interesting concept, though, to, to, to keep chasing, right? Because we talk about, like, people are successful, they keep, they keep chasing the dream. Mm. When does the dream... When do you actually realise the dream? Yeah, right? this is the thing. This is what got me thinking about it all, is, like... Uh, there's loads of billionaires now, obviously, and they keep working and they keep like some of them. Their only job is like their businessman, so their job is to make money. Yeah, and they just keep, and it's like you've got so much money, you can never spend all of this money. What do you need it for? But then, do you, do you think that they just go like we talk about? We actually talk about Musk a little bit, but do you think that that they go a bit mental? Like you know, oh, like like three of them, four of them are building spaceships just to go to space, yeah, but not yeah, actually yeah. go anywhere in space. Yeah, just because they can. Yeah, I think that's the, that's what drives you mad is when you've got that much money. It's like, oh, what you can do anything. Yeah, like there is no moral, legal, financial obstacle to anything you want to do. Yeah. So what's the meaning of life? What do you want to do with your life? And that that question drives people mad. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, and then eventually find myself into the black abyss and die. Hopefully. And you're writing a show to help people solve that problem. Exactly, yeah. Basically, yeah, don't yeah. get rich. Don't get rich. Yeah. You're writing a show for billionaires. Yeah. I'm writing it. Well, specifically, but I don't think they'll don't enjoy what to stop people becoming say. billionaires, that's the point. He's, yeah. You're basically provi- helping people provide a barrier to success. And hopefully there'll be a, a beautiful irony where I become a billionaire. <laughs> <to> the success <laughs> of the show. First billion dollar selling show. No doubt. Well, someone has to do it. Because that's what the comedy industry is about. It's going to happen eventually. <laughs> money. Is there a billionaire? Has there ever been a billionaire billionaire comedian? No, is Chappelle a billionaire? No. He's got to be the closest though, right? He's got to be He would definitely be up there. Yeah. yeah. Like Robin Williams didn't make loads of money. Well, no, but he had a lot of divorces, didn't he? And, and so yeah. he lost a load of money, which is why he kept having to make shit films in his <laughs> last few years. Yeah. Fella. Kevin um, Hart's got to be close. Yeah, Kevin Hart's got to be up there. Chris really? Rock. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I guess a billion is a lot though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Madonna's not a billionaire and she's the most successful female artist ever. I know she's not a comedian, but she is funny right now. So. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah. She spent a lot of money on work. <laughs> oh, she did that stand-up set on Jimmy Fallon. Oh my God. Do you know how many times I've watched that stand-up <laughs> set? Oh my God. And I, every time I go, just be funnier. Just be funnier. <laughs> or just don't do it. Or just, just don't why, do it. Why do it? Surely somebody wrote that for her. Like, you or do you think, think she wrote then, it herself? The, 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 I, I, I don't think they did. I think she wrote it. 
I think she yeah. was. The, amongst the Madonna fans. Sorry, I'm making it about Madonna again. Um, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Could be worse. Could Joan Crawford but, at some point. Oh, oh, well, well, oh, <laughs> Joan Crawford. No. Um, uh, oh, my God. My, 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 my focus is um, uh, apparently she wrote it herself. That's the word amongst Having the hyper fans. Yeah, 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 I feel like she's written that. that might be where she went wrong. Yeah, maybe get a professional comedian to write a comedy set. Yeah, don't don't yeah, think yeah. Oh, I could just do this. Yeah, and go on national TV. I don't. I got the feeling she didn't even write it. I feel like she just was like, I'll just stand there for I five did. minutes and yeah. talk. I well, I, she's an artiste. Yeah, you can just do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's Madonna. She can do whatever she wants. In fairness, she can. It's not ruined her career, has it? Yeah. yeah. No, I I I, lo- I loved it. Yeah. Um. So conspiracy theories. Yes. Uh, obviously, you've listened to the podcast, but you mm. uh, you're a bit into these, aren't you? Yeah, and I I have to be careful about how into them I get because I'm very like extremely gullible. Mm. So I will believe if I read something, I just I'm just like, well, why would you write it down if it's not true? <laughs> so therefore, I I believe everything, and then as soon as there's any other evidence, then I believe that, and then yeah. someone. Will, so if you two disagree on things, which we regularly, I'll do. just agree with whoever spoke last. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I might not be a great guest because I'm, I'm going to be all over the shop. Yeah. But yeah, I love them. There's loads that like I really want to be true. There's sort of the dark ones, like all the the more sort of modern COVID vaccine, all of that stuff that yeah. you're like, that feels a bit grimy. But the fun ones, like Bigfoot. Yeah. Ah, that'd be great, wouldn't See, it? See, he doesn't think Bigfoot is fun. He thinks Bigfoot is real. Yeah. R- right, but that's fun, right? Yeah. As an idea, do you think there's just one? I know that. No, 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 no. Oh, about. well, I, 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 there's there's different species of Bigfoot. Right. Okay. Big and feet. We've also big had. A, yeah. We, this is the debate I've had. Right. Is right. the plural of Bigfoot big feet? You say no. Yeah, it's Bigfoot. Mm. Like sheep. Yeah. It's just the, right. Okay. Yeah, but Bigfoot's what we, we call like Sasquatch. You know, the Alma and the, mm-hmm. the swamp. The uh, swamp apes and all that. Like, there's just different ones. Of all the ones, I'd like to be true. That is one of the ones. That would be great, wouldn't it? Because they don't do any harm. They don't. Yeah, they don't swamp apes. Yeah, I love a swamp. I love swamp apes. What a great a swamp ape. Come on, they have to exist. Come on. It feels like they should. That's a yeah. fun one. I'd like that to be. And the and aliens. I'd love aliens to be true. Would I don't you? want them to come here and do stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the risk. You don't if know what they're going to do. They sort of stay a safe distance away. Yeah. And but someone's like, we've definitely seen them. There's a photo of them on Mars. Playing tennis I, yeah. or something that'd be great. Yeah, I, I'm in a, a, a WhatsApp group with loads of people. That, I thought uh, you say loads of aliens. <laughs> <laughs> with loads of aliens, uh, with uh, loads of people that like conspiracy theory, you know, like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's there's someone on there that keeps on saying that they uh, were abducted and they've been experimented on. And I've really? met them, and they're the most normal person you've ever met. Like I'm weirder than them. I mean, I know I'm weird, but like <laughs> you know, like it's just like oh okay, and it and it's a horrible feeling because when they talk about it, it's like oh oh. So, so they are coming to get us, oh jeez. Yeah. Yeah, it has more It has more clout when it's somebody that doesn't usually talk about mental stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Some, uh, someone that you think is pretty straight-laced, pretty normal, has a pretty normal life, and suddenly has this one thing that they say happened to them. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say I did meet them in a conspiracy theory chat room. So okay. Like, <laughs> but so but they, they are like... Like they're oh relatively normal yeah relatively normal yeah because that's that makes it more believable. Whenever I've met anyone who's like really into conspiracy theories, they're they're and they they have this sort of they're not into it as like a sort of a, an interest or like a hobby. They're into it like this is my entire oh, yeah. life. Yeah, oh like, yeah, this is all I do. Yeah, and they sort of they tell you this stuff with this level of sort of condescension where they're like, oh, you're such an idiot for not yeah. knowing about this, and you're like, you live in a bin. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who are the two of us? Like, no offense, man, but 
but that but that is part of it because they're part of a community right it, you, yeah once you're in like that to that level you're and you like you said there's a, the whole whatsapp group of conspiracy theorists you're in a community you're part of something yeah you feel yeah. part of something and there's it's a bit like religion or football or something like that right yeah. it's a club that you're you're in and everyone else is on the like outside comedy. and yeah you're like comedy. comedy yeah <laughs> like yeah, it is but it kind of there is, are right? healthier coping methods yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> conspiracy theories probably is one of them yeah. <laughs> yeah. at least with conspiracy theories you don't have to leave the house very often yeah. Yeah. be out till 12 o'clock on a Tuesday night yeah. for 20 quid in Bolton or something. God, when you say it that way, yeah. They <laughs> seem a lot healthier than we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about what's more mental. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, the conspiracy theory that you've chosen, Rich, is uh, we're living in the Matrix. So yes. we were saying uh, in the intro, we think this is, I would say, a modern classic, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it actually has its roots in, in uh, conceptually, that go a lot further back, but uh, obviously the term Matrix was made popular by the film. So the concept of reality, as we perceive it, has been subject of philosophical inquiry for centuries. One intriguing idea that captured the imagination of many is the notion that our existence might be nothing more than a simulated reality, akin to the world depicted in the iconic film The Matrix. This theory, while initially relegated to the realms of science fiction, has garnered attention from both philosophers and scientists alike. The idea that our reality might be an illusion is not a new one. Philosophers uh, throughout history, from Plato's allegory of the cave uh, to Descartes' musings uh, on the deceiving nature of the senses, have contemplated the nature of reality and our perception of it. The concept of a simulated reality takes these philosophical inquiries a bit further, proposing that not only is our perception limited, but our entire existence might be a fabrication. Central to the simulated theory hypothesis is the question of consciousness. If our reality is indeed a simulation, what does that say about the nature of our consciousness? Are we merely programs running within a vast uh, computational framework or is there something more to our subjective experience? Philosophers grapple with these questions, exploring the implications of a living of living in a world where our sense of self might be nothing more than lines of code. So the question is, Rich Spaulding, are you really here? Oh, God. <laughs> well, like I said, I'm very gullible. You read that out and I was like, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um... I don't know because I've been reading about this today, mm. and it it has. I mean, it it it's not. There's no evidence for it as no. far as I can tell, right? I mean, David, you might correct me, but it's something you can't disprove. There's there's theories, but yeah, there's no there's no actual fact. Yeah, yeah. That can that can potent that can potentially prove it uh, that we know of. But there's also no way of ever completely disproving it. No, right? that's the problem. Because I thought when I first started like researching it, I was like. Oh, there'll be I love that he's researched anecdotal it. evidence. Of the only guest that's done this. Oh, really? We finally got a high <laughs> quality Allison guest. Did. Yeah. Of course, yeah. But I thought that there'd be like stories of, like in The Matrix, someone woke up yeah. and then came back and was like, I'm in a bath in a different world. Yeah. And But there's no one's sort of claiming to have ever been outside of The Matrix. But then there's mm, like... Well, like the DMT experiences, you know, with ayahuasca or what have you, like yeah. trips... The, the, the people talk about living other lives and, uh, and other experiences and and that could be getting plugged in and plugged out of of the matrix the simulation um but that's that's drugs uh i don't really uh want to speak too much of that um but i mean i mean it would make sense that this was a simulation <laughs> i mean it really would yeah. i mean like if there's a god would god create this but then who created the simulation the programmers but who are the programmers? <laughs> we, we are we are the creation, so we cannot know that. But is it not just very similar to God? Like the yeah. idea that there's sort of somewhere else that is sort of controlling all of this. Yeah. And when you die here, you go back there. Yeah. And that's where you came from. 
It's it basically is just religion, isn't it? It's like science fiction religion. It, well, it kind of is, but exactly that. Yeah, it's it's a belief in uh, another world or yeah. somewhere somewhere that you come from and somewhere you go to. That that's very true. There is a lot of I mean, god complex stuff in this. I think definitely. Um, the question is, who is the god? Well, you can be the god. I mean, like if you think about manifestation, you know that that's a it's. I've got every Instagram post I see is about you can manifest your destiny, you know, you know, but you have a vision mm. board and, and and hey, maybe that works. Maybe that on a quantum level that affects things. Wouldn't that be really cool? Like if you put a picture up and go, right, I mean, what? OK, so here's uh, let me rewind, put a pin in that um, one of the very first things humanity ever did was paint on cave walls. Mm -hmm. Right. Like after shelter and food yep. and procreation, the pretty much the fourth thing we did was paint on walls. Why? Why was that important? And maybe it's because it helped manifest things. If I paint a, a picture of this ox that I'm going to be able to hunt and eat, then maybe it'll happen. So uh, I like the idea that that we can influence the quantum quantum realm and manifest things. And and if we're able to do that, does that not mean we're also in a simulation? And do you see where I'm going with this? Does this make any sense? I'm really worried that I, I haven't taken my. <laughs> it does make today. sense. It does make sense. Uh, are there things though? That happened in, in have happened in your life and your life mm -hmm. that make you question reality. Are there moments where? Well, I was thinking this, like dreams. Mm -hmm. You go to sleep and then, but and it's like you're somewhere else for ages. Yeah. And when you wake up, you have to switch back to this reality. Yeah. And then, how do you know that this is the real reality and that the weird dream I had last night wasn't? And so that, I guess, also listening to your UFO episode with Catherine Mother, mm. I remember this is sort of more UFO than, than The Matrix, but it unlocked a quite a recent memory that I was very excited to tell you about when um, it was probably only like a couple of months ago, my girlfriend and I were driving back from somewhere out of London and we were driving through Haringey and I, I thought I saw like a plane quite low in the sky, uh, but it was quite a bright light and then it just kept getting lower and lower and suddenly I was like, oh, that's actually really close. That's like, whatever that is, is going to land sort of in the street just over. And I, I, I now can't remember if I said anything to Jess. I feel like maybe... Did she say anything? Did she say anything to you? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. I sort of, I feel like I would have done. Yeah. And then I also have this feeling of like the other people on the road were looking at it. Like I could, but I, I can't remember why I thought that. And then it just disappeared. And then we just drove home. And I don't think we ever talked about it again. And I hadn't thought about it until I listened to that. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. What was that? And maybe that's a UFO. Maybe that's the Matrix. Maybe. I can't explain it. Maybe that's the is. Matrix. Because yep. what? Because the, the the lovely thing about the Matrix, what what what's so great about it is it explains everything. It mm. explains Bigfoot. Mm. It explains weird phenomena. It explains mm. UFOs. And I have to say this: I'm so, so Haringey uh, is is very very close to uh, Walthamstow, uh, yeah. with Waltham Forest. And one of the most significant uh, UFO encounters in London was in Walthamstow. So it's really? that it's that area. It's that because it's the the. the um, uh, we're not talking about UFOs, but yeah. Uh, um, uh, uh, that is interesting that North London is a UFO hotspot. Yeah. But in the Matrix theory, would that mean that that's like a weak point in the Matrix where a, weird a, phenomenon it's happens? It's a glitch. It's it's something else going on. Or it could be just a droid or, or, or a drone following us. It could be a drone. 
Yeah, as in I could have actually just been a drone. That makes um, because now we now we have that. Drones freak me out. Yeah, Um, and I I do see them a lot because like I I love walking through Walthamstow wetlands, and you you do see them because the police have them. They're police drones. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so scientific perspectives. While the idea of living in a simulated reality may seem far fetched, advancements in technology and our understanding of the universe have prompted serious consideration of this hypothesis with scientific circles. The concept was first explored in depth by philosopher. Nick Bostrom in a 2003 academic paper titled Are You Living in a Computer Simulation? I'm guessing you know about this. Are you aware of this one? No. This is quite a, it's quite a, he's one of the most famous theorists on this, probably the most fa- uh, famous theorist on this. Although what I would say is the timing of this being only four years after The Matrix is interesting. Anyway, Bostrom made a problematic argument that if civil- advanced civilizations are capable of creating complex simulations inhabited by simulated conscious uh, entities, then there is a significant chance that we exist within one such simulation. The seeds of the simulation hypothesis originated earlier with sci-fi stories like The Matrix depicting characters existing inside a simulated reality generated by AI. But Bostrom framed the concept as a rigorous philosophical manner uh, uh, that sparked serious debate on the likelihood that human reality is simulated. Uh, though inconclusive, his statistical reasoning made a compelling case that we should not dismiss the possibility we exist within an ancestor simulation created by uh, post-human civilization. While the simulation hypothesis cannot definitely be proven or disproven with current knowledge and technology, it raises profound questions about the existence, about the nature of existence, reality, and our place in the cosmos. The notion that our world might be artificially simulated forces us us to reconsider assumptions about the limits of science, technology, and our understanding of the universe. What is reality? Yep, that's it. Because if you were trying to explain reality, how would you explain it? Yeah, I mean, no idea. It's Because if this is a simulation, someone, someone had to come up with this reality. Do you know what I mean? Someone had to program this. So is the idea in, in that guy's theory that, like, in the future, humans have developed... And we're all the simulations of them in the future. I, that's, I think that's what he's saying, yeah. I mean, he's, actually, they... he's got a few theories, but that, that's, that's potentially one of them. Why are, they do- why? why are they doing that? Well, that's the question. Well, th- so there's a, a theory that the underpinning, uh, creation, uh, the underpinning energy of the universe uh, isn't energy or matter or anything like that. I know I just said the underpinning energy of the universe isn't energy, uh, <laughs> but I can't find, I can't remember the proper word, the, 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 like it's not the quantum realm, it's information, it's story. Right. Uh, and, uh, and if that's story, then everything is a simulation and that's how we can write our own story. And, and I, I hesitate to say this because um, I'm not having a great time in comedy at the moment. But uh, uh, we're all writers, so you you know about creating a universe. But uh, but that's one of the things underpinning uh, information. Under if you change the information, then you change the situation, um, and and that that's one of the big things in the Matrix. Uh, yeah, that is that is very true. Um, and and the fact that and it does reference because I was watching it today, and I and I because I haven't watched it for years. I don't know if yeah, you've seen yeah. it recently. No, but it. But it talk, talks quite a lot about AI. So it talks about literally learning. And George and I were talking about this before the podcast. That's 25 years ago. And they were talking about AI, right? Now, we knew AI. There was a film. There was the film AI. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about the, tw- I think it's the 21st, 21 something, I think. It's like 200 years in the future or 150 years in the future, maybe. Um, and they're talking about AI becoming self-aware enough to to create this world where the machines are living off human human energy essentially 
I would say we've made strides towards that far more rapidly than that film predicts. Yeah, yeah, like Elon Musk and the, and the, the you know, the the um, the cranial implant and stuff. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I I I worry that the that AI is the genie out of the ball, is the demon that we need to be worried about. Um, I think we're all addicted to our phones. Mm -hmm. You know, well, well, what's the next thing we're going to be addicted to? You know, I I, like there's things like Mid Journey, which creates AI art. And I am completely against that because all all it's done is looked over the Internet and stolen other artists' work. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly when it first started, I could see, oh, that's a John Byrne drawing. That's a, you know, I could see where it came from, George Perez, whatever. Um, And now it's got a lot more smooth because it's learning. But I, I really don't like that. That's not art. Maybe AI yeah. created Madonna's comedy routine. <laughs> That's why it was so bad because like, it cannot very write early jokes. version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of AI, you know. if AI gets funny, we're we're fucked. Yeah, yeah. But this is the thing: AI can AI can take over, and like, do we want to live in that world where there's no human endeavor? Mm. Like, I, yeah. I, you know, like, uh, I, and it's the creativity part of it that at the moment is lacking, isn't it? Like, it's br- I'll be honest, it's brilliant for this. It is brilliant for f- digging out facts from the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to actually, cre- like you said, creating art, like I don't like AI art. It's, it's accurate and, it, and it, it's impressive in lots of ways, but there's something, like I think we've talked about it before in one of the other episodes, there's something, there's a bit of a disconnect between that yeah, and, and something painted by a human being. Yeah, yeah. It's that uncanny valley thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Where it's like, it looks real, but it's, it's almost spookier because it doesn't quite, it looks too real or it looks yeah. a bit, it is frightening. The, the whole, it's like, like with this whole Matrix thing, mm. where you're like, why, why have they done that? With AI, I always think, I went to a presentation once and the, the person was talking about AI and like how scary it was. And and she was like, it's going to change our world. It might not be for the good. It could be the end of civilization. And I was like, why are you doing it then? Yeah, yeah. This, you're the one who's developing this AI. Just stop doing it and then we'll all be fine. Yeah, it is interesting. That, and we're going to come on to this. There are a lot of people who have been responsible for the creation of it that are warning about the dangers of it. Yeah, yeah. Thinking, well, yeah, exactly. What's the what's your motivation there for for yeah. for for warning us of it? It's it's odd. Um, theoretical support for the simulation hypothesis. So the simulation hypothesis has gained traction in recent years based on mathematical arguments. The basic premise is that it is possible for sufficiently advanced civilizations to create complex simulated worlds. Then it is more likely we are living in one of the many simulations rather than the original base reality. So Bostrom, that we mentioned earlier, argued in his paper that at least one of the following propositions is likely true. One, human civilization goes extinct before reaching uh, the post-human stage capable of running complex simulations. Two, post-human civilizations have little interest in running simulations. And three, we are almost certainly living in a simulation. Which of those three would you pick? What to be the truth that we're yeah, living in? Yeah, So one is, this, so one is, is, this uh, is the base reality. Uh, well, what, one is that human civilization goes extinct before reaching a post-human stage capable of running complex simulations. So we haven't, essentially, we haven't got to that stage yet. Right. And, and we, we never will. will. We, no, we'll kill ourselves. We'll, we'll right. destroy the planet before we get to that point. Right. Second one is there are post-human civilizations. Sorry, post-human civilizations have little interest in running simulations. And three is we are definitely living in a simulation. Well, I, most likely to me is number one. Yeah, that's I mean, what I think. Yeah. We, I don't want to make it bleak, but it's <laughs> like we've got maybe fifty years left, and I mean, then you do a podcast. Yeah, that World day. War Three is yeah. just around <laughs> the corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it lo- it's really looking like we're going to knock ourselves out before oh, yeah. we get to do any of this stuff. We're giving it a good go, aren't we? Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you got You got. You got to fight against the feeling of the light. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. What do you think of those three? I think we're in the simulation. Yeah, I do, you you gen- do you genuinely? Yeah, yeah because well. I'll, 
there there is there is reasons behind that. Um, I've always like had deja vu view and stuff, and I understand mm-hmm. how the brain does that. Like I, I'm not saying I had this experience, so therefore I know. But I was very very ill a couple of years ago, and I had a couple of weeks. I was obviously. Uh, lack of oxygen and fevered, but uh, I I felt like I was seeing things from really weird angles and 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 I saw people I shouldn't have seen and uh, and I was going this isn't real and and I went oh we're, this isn't it isn't real. It's an interesting thing. I think one interesting question is to ask if this is a simulation. Why do diseases exist? Why does COVID exist? Yeah. Why why would that, is that like virus in the code or something? Yeah, literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, uh, because because virus also helps with evolution. Like I I don't know off off the top of my head, but like part of our genetic structure is from viruses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also from Neanderthals, which I kind of love. Mm-hmm. Denisovans, mm-hmm. that's great. But like like part of part of how we evolved and how our genetic code came together was viruses. Uh, also, with weird weird uh, markers in our DNA where things were mashed together, so we were genetically manipulated. Well, do you think it is? Because I guess it's survival of the fittest thing, right? So so they create viruses to find out who the strongest humans yeah. are. If we are all living in pods like the Matrix, mm-hmm. you're finding the strongest bodies to keep the machines running and viruses just get rid of the weak. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, it's a good point. It, it does. You can sort of explain anything with it, can't you? Yeah. Yes. If you just go, this is a simulation. What, what I wonder is, do you think this is a simulation as in they've like, they're just setting them up as an experiment and leaving it? And seeing like what are they going to do, mm. or are people controlling it? And is there like uh, a, is yes. there a main is character? It Big Brother thing, or is it? Am I the main character? Well, are you the main character? Well, I like to think I'm the main character. I'd love it if you were the main character. You're the puppet yeah. master. But as far You're as Harry Potter, though, right? You being on here <laughs> as the puppet <laughs> <Yeah>. master, <laughs> saying I don't know, I don't know if it's real. I've all no seen idea. Squid Game. Yeah. We all know the strings, <laughs> but we we have no idea that. Like, I can only experience my consciousness, so I have no idea if your consciousness and your consciousness is real. Mm-hmm. Or, or I don't know George, my consciousness is real. <laughs> oh, yeah. We might Not, all be in George's consciousness. Oh, well, yeah, okay. precisely. Yeah. But then you think, well, because that idea that, like, you're the only real person and you're, this is all, like, your imagination mm. kind of thing, I think we all have as kids. Yeah. I sort of... Kids. Yeah, and then, <laughs> so then you, you grow up to think you that. still think it because you can never again you can never disprove it you yeah. can never be, exist in someone else's consciousness. But then I always think, well, that means that in in that iteration of the world, I invented the Beatles and I wrote every single Beatles song, and I listened to all of the Beatles songs and went, I think they're overrated. <laughs> that's, that's such an arrogant position to be in to be like I created everything. Yeah. I I cre- I wrote Ulysses and didn't read it. That's so. That's how I disproved that. Has one. anyone read Ulysses? Let's be real here. Like, well, I mean, I'm the only person who can read it. I'm the only <laughs> real. One. That's the thing. But then I wonder: oh, is this if it's a simulation? Is there's a point to the experiment? So is there going to be like how long do they go before they? Well, well is there a point to the experiment? Well, it's like a checker's guide to the galaxy. Yeah, you know what? what what's the meaning of life, the universe, and everything? Forty two. What? Yeah. Like you yeah. Know. yeah. Which is a great answer. Oh, and it makes it makes sense. It makes yeah. as much sense as anything. Yeah, forty-two. Okay, right. You know. Um, so, in support of the theory, other f- uh, others focus on the uh, exponential trend in computing power and technology's ability to mimic reality in virtual worlds. If this trend continues, then in distant future, simulated worlds should far surpass the base level of physical reality. This leads to a statistical likelihood that we are living in one of the many virtual worlds rather than a base reality. While a fascinating concept, the simulation hypothesis remains largely uh, speculative. <laughs> largely, <laughs> <laughs> it genuinely says that. Uh, and 
difficult to test scientifically. Not difficult to test, yeah, impossible to test yes. scientifically. <laughs> the theoretical support, however, prompts intriguing philosophical debates about the ultimate nature of reality. Uh, I mean, that's a fair point. There could be multiple versions of this simulation, right? We aren't, we aren't yeah. necessarily all living in the same one. Well, there's definitely yeah. multiple versions of the... Yeah, yeah, we, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, whoa, Phil? Rich? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Rich's life, he sees UFOs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, it could be infinite different simulations, right? And sometimes that's quite comforting in a way. Yeah. Because it's sometimes it helps to feel part. like you're a tiny part of the world and then the universe is massive and you're like, ah, oh, it doesn't really matter. And then if you're the tiny part of the of billion of one of like billions and billions of different simulations and none of it's real then yeah. it's like well it really doesn't matter what i do i should kill someone <laughs> well and, and we're going to come on to that because that's an interesting uh, it's an interesting debate that one uh so um tech billionaires view several influential tech billionaires have expressed interest in or support of uh, for, uh, support for the simulation hypothesis elon musk is one of the most vocal advocates in 2016 he estimated the odds that we are not living in a computer simulation as one in billions. Musk believes advanced civilizations would use simulations to explore their history. Admittedly, he did say all of this before um, he went mental. Uh, like, he had credibility at this point. This is right. before he called the people to rescue those kids in the, from the cave of paedophiles and <laughs> built a rocket and threw Twitter in a bin and set it on fire. Yeah. Um, What's X now? But it's X now, yeah. Uh, so uh, Peter Thiel, uh, PayPal co-founder and early Facebook investor, uh, has shown interest in the hypothesis as well. At a 2016 conference, Thiel said that the simulation hypothesis explains the high number of unlikely events that have shaped history. Other tech leaders to open the idea include Sam Altman, CEO of, of Chat, uh, OpenAI, which is ChatGPT, mm-hmm. uh, astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Paul Gilding. Their interest often stems from the Im- immense technological advances made in virtual reality and artificial intelligence with the exponential growth of computing power creating convincing simulations seems increasingly possible still many of these leaders admit the hypothesis cannot be proven either way with current knowledge and technology much more progress in fields like quantum computing would need would be needed to test it thoroughly the openness highlights that not that even top industry experts cannot completely rule out the possibility we live in an advanced simulation it is interesting that these tech billionaires are warning of the dangers of this, but these are also the tech billionaires that are creating virtual reality, yeah. which is a simulation within a simulation, yeah. potentially. Yeah. That's, that's a head fuck. Like a mirror against a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a one on the infinity. But that, I guess that's the thing. If, if, if the idea is that we progress to a point where we create these simulations, then in this simulation, are we going to progress to a point where we then create simulations and then they do it? And, then, yeah. and so it's just endless. Exactly. Oh, God. The Russian doll thing. Which simulation yeah. are we in? Yeah, which layer? Do you think it started with The Sims? <laughs> Almost certainly. Yeah. I think everything started with The Sims. Yeah. I think, I think so. they're, they're actually in charge of us. They're in charge of us, yeah. Oh, the irony of that is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you, took, we, you took the ladder away from the swimming pool. I swam for five years. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's it. We tried to kill them so many times that they're like, fuck you guys. Yeah. 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 yeah they created The Sims in this simulation to see how we would treat them yeah saw the way we treat them and we're like right here we go global warming coming your way yeah yeah we are sadistic sadistic beings though aren't we like we we, uh, everyone who's played the sims has tried to kill a sim yeah 100 percent. yeah or make them have sex or make them have sex yeah i i have not done either of those things really Uh, and it's not like i'm so special or but i just i have too much Uh, we should point out 
In The Sims. In The Sims. Yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, in The Sims. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, I haven't had sex or killed anybody in real life either. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, I've never done that in The Sims because I have too much empathy. Like, I, yeah. I am I, like the person in the swimming pool. I'm like, I have taken the 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 the, the ladder away, mm -hmm. and then the feelings of guilt and remorse and horror that I felt. I was like, he has to get out of there. And I, I can't play The Sims. Yeah, yeah, you're a better person than most. Most. I'm not. Just I'm not saying a good person. I'm just a pussy. No, I think you're a good person. Yeah. You're, you're, you've got so much empathy that you couldn't even kill a pretend. Person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then we're all pretend people, apparently. So we're we're all we're all in the matrix. We're it's, a, all. it's a good point. What but always it, what always gets me about yeah. that stuff is there's there's always a massive if in all of them. Mm -hmm. It starts with well, if yeah. in a thousand years this happened, then it's it's probably quite likely that we do like Elon Musk's thing of like he's estimated that chances of this being real are one in a billion it's like based on what like well it's exactly. not proof yeah, he's just yeah. throwing out numbers and because yeah. he's rich everyone's like he knows what he's talking about that but is true isn't it it's just i could just go oh no the chance actually i think the chances of us oh chances of this being the base reality are one in eight and then if i was a billionaire people would be like well he knows what he's talking about so <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah he has money. there's as much evidence for that as there is for what he's saying yeah but anyone that has a platform, and we talk about, like, we're talking about you writing your show, right? Mm -hmm. You could, when you when people come in to see that show and you you present a number of ideas and people, you, you, whatever you say, you walk out, people believe the things that you've said. You mm -hmm. could have told them anything, right? But largely, if you do it convincingly enough, they believe that's, a, that's on a small sector. When you have this level of power, this level of wealth, this level of influence over not just the people that use your technology, but governments yeah. as well... I, I, the question is: Are is it just are you just fucking with people? Is it just a god complex thing? You just want to see how people react to what you say, or does he genuinely believe it? I th I reckon he believes. Yeah, it. I think Do he you? believes. But it. Like, he, he, Elon Musk is. I think he, I. He might be. He's an, an odd dude, isn't he's, he? Well, of course he is. Like that hair transplant. Is that saying something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like I, you know, he told he told Bob Iger to fuck off, you know, uh, and I kind of I kind of like that. <laughs> I kind of made me like him, you know. Um, but nobody knows any more than anybody else. Even like quantum physicists have mm. no more idea of whether or not this is true than we do. Yep. And so it's sort of, that's what makes it the perfect conspiracy theory because it can't be disproven and it can't yet be proven. We've at least found the perfect conspiracy theory. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. That, that's that's why the, 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 the matrix hits so well because it gives you a name for it, it gives you an explanation for mm. it. Like the idea that we live in a simulation isn't a new thing. There's other movies. The Matrix used sets for a movie called Dark City, which was the year before The Matrix came out, and it was the same idea that we lived in a, in, in a simulation. I do remember this. Yeah, Dark yeah. City is a really good film, especially if you see the extended director's cut. But uh, like the the, the Matrix is what was what hit, mm. you know, um, and it, it explained things, and that's why. Uh, all the sequels are awful because they are, and I've watched them. Um, uh, I've watched The Matrix on a regular basis. I'm going to see The Matrix in a couple of weeks' time at the Prince Charles Cinema. Uh, you've brought more, you should join me. Mm. I'd, I'd like to. I haven't seen it in years. Uh, oh, it's so good. I think after this conversation, it's going to completely change the way that I watch it. It, it <laughs> might be terrifying. I just, I just love it. I, I find, I find, and I've said to Rich before, I, I've I watched it again today, and that's the first time I've watched it for for years. The, the most interesting part of it is that first hour-ish where they're explaining everything right, and conceptually how, how, how this happened, how it all mm -hmm. works. When it gets into like the fighty-fighty stuff at the end, it's actually less interesting, which is why the second and third one are quite boring because it's just essentially 
battles in yeah. the future. That's all it is, really. It's maybe it's all be Star Wars. But but it's so, so interesting as a concept. And that's what sucked everyone in, wasn't it? Yeah. That and he had a really fucking cool phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that helps. Also, and Carrie Ann Moss is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. When she's kicking ass at the beginning and... Oh. Yeah, she is great. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I love Keanu Reeves, and that's who I'd rather play with. But you know, Carrie Ann Moss is so beautiful. Mm. Uh, I, 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 I love the film, and I hated it when I originally saw it. As Did well. you? I really <laughs> saw. I, I went to see it with two friends, and uh, we came out. Everyone was buzzing. We're going, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I, I, I watched it again a couple of years ago at the Prince Charles Cinema, mm. and uh, for nostalgia. I mean, I went with those people, even though they aren't in my life anymore. And uh, I went with those people. And I was, I was like, I was twenty again, or eighteen. Again, whatever time, whatever age I was when it came out, and um, I, I absolutely loved it. Like I, I, I'm, the Prince Charles Cinema shown it three times in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to each episode. I'm going to each one. It's the, it's the same movie three times. So, because I, I like watching things. We need that, to, we need to do all these podcast recordings. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm talking too much. But, uh, but the, but the Matrix. What, what that gave was, an, uh, was. Um, and language to talk about conspiracy theories, yeah, um, and uh, about being red pilled, about being blue pilled. So uh, I, I'm not red pilled, but I'm definitely not blue pilled. Which so one's which? Red pilled is your eyes are opened and you see things for what they actually are. You wake are. up in the matrix. Uh, and, bl- and, and blue pilled is what you, know, you just you know. go on living, Carry on. yeah, <laughs> like us. Yeah. yeah. Would you? <laughs> what would you? What would you take? <sighs> if you had to, if I if I had to, I. I I oh, said my life is okay now. Uh, a couple of years ago, definitely the red pill, no question. Mm. But but now life is kind of okay now. I in fact good, in fact happy. Like we're doing this podcast. This is fucking great, right? Like this yeah. is part of my so life you'd, now. You'd be blue pill now. I think I'd be blue pill now. But up until very recently, it would definitely be red pill. Okay. But I, I but in the, in that moment, uh, maybe I would go red. Yeah, because it is it is very much defend, d- dependent on the moment in life, isn't it? What would you? What would you? Blue pill, yeah, percent. Yeah, I'm yeah. a coward, yeah, and things are fine. Yeah, so I, I, I don't, don't want to risk. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, there's loads of even if if none of you are real, I like all of the, all of the <laughs> imaginary people here yeah. that I spend time with. Yeah, and it'd be such a risk to them be like, because I we don't know what what these ancient humans are going to be like. Yeah. True. What if what if it is just Elon Musk? Yeah, and it's like come and hang out with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm really weird. That is that is the that is hell, isn't it? That's actually yeah. hell. Yeah, yeah. He's just made Twitter the entire world. Yeah. Oh and you can God. only speak in 280 character sentences and it's just, it's probably worse. Yeah, it probably is. That said, Rich, aliens clearly are out to get you specifically. So <laughs> They're coming for me. Yeah, they're coming for you. Yeah, that there's, is the There's theme. that to bear in mind. So I might be asked the question quite soon. Yeah. Do you want the red or the blue? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wanna, I Depends don't. what you've seen when you're driving along. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was red. The light that I saw was See? red. See? See? So, yeah. Um, I, I, I work when uh, the Matrix came out. I was working in. I had a Saturday job at a mobile phone shop, and people kept coming in asking for the Matrix phone. You know that the, the oh, Nokia yeah, yeah. The slide. It was a ninety. I can't remember. It was like ninety-one ten. This is how geek. Something like that. Um, and it. And when it came out, it, like we had queues out the shop for it. And I was like, you, you know, this doesn't actually open the Matrix, right? And they're like, well, we want the Matrix phone. Which, like it was. Oh, it, was a, it was a terrible phone. Like it broke oh, all the time. Do you yeah, remember yeah. How, how brilliant Nokia's were? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, like yeah. they were like, and it was cool. Like you yeah. press a button and it. Goes, yeah, that was cool. Uh, I, I didn't realize that was a real phone. Oh yeah. Well, it, what, oh. It, I don't think they it, made I, it because of the. Film. They made it because. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. right. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I think it was a concept, and everybody wanted it. So the Nokia were like, well, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. They, were, they was, ruled the world then, didn't they? Oh yeah, Nokia. I, I, I imagine being Nokia, thinking you would never get thrown off that, and now like, and they gave the world Snake. 
They give it what? Yeah. what? Uh, Another simulation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, brain in a vat scenario. The brain in a vat thought experiment proposes that an alternate reality where brains are maintained in a vat and connected to a supercomputer that feeds them a simulated virtual reality. In this scenario, the brain would have no knowledge that it is just floating in a vat and not actually perceiving the real world. All sensory inputs to the brain would come from the uh, computer simulation. Even the brain's own sense of having a body is just part of the illusion. Philosophically, this raises the question, how can we be sure we're not just brains in vats, with all of our perceived reality being an artificial simulation? Some theorists argue there is no conclusive way to disprove the brain in a vat scenario. (laughs) Shit. Uh, The simulated reality could be programmed uh, to seem as real and consistent as the actual physical world. In fact, if the simulation is good enough, even scientific experiments in intended to detect animalities in reality may be fooled. The brain in that argument is relevant to simulation theory because it establishes the difficulty, if not impossibility, of proving whether we are in a simulation or not. If advanced uh, future civilizations did develop extremely high fidelity simulated realities, the people inhabiting them, inhabiting them may have no detectable way of discerning simulation from reality. So it could just be our brains. But then wouldn't really matter, would it? Right? If whether it's your brain in a vat or your body as a, a la matrix who gives a fuck unless you actually want to wake up yeah waking up would be scarier if you were just a brain, <laughs> just a brain. <laughs> that would be quite a morning yeah would your, would your eye would your eyes be attached to the way the optic nerve yeah i'd like brain. to think so no. they'd be floating as well yeah, so brain with the eyes but everything else is gone yeah and you'd look down and be like oh shit You'd be fucking useless to Morph- Morpheus, wouldn't you? Oh. Like he, <laughs> he wouldn't be waking you up, would you? That's the risk of taking the red pill. Yeah. If you wake up and you're just a brain in a jar. Yeah. Well, th- and then you go kind of go back and they're like, well, how are you going to take the pill? You haven't got a mouth. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keanu Reeve lost all his hair. So Yeah, yeah, and he had a lovely hair. He, had, he did have lovely hair, didn't he? He did. Still does. Yeah, still, still does. does. He's a beautiful man. Beautiful, beautiful mm. man. Well, that, that is something that's talked about in the movie about like you, 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 there is a certain point where you're too old to be taken out of the Matrix. Mm. And... Um, even you, Rich, who's the youngest one here, you're too old to be taken out of the matrix. Am I? How, what's the age? Don't you don't ask a lady that. <laughs> I'm older than him, and he's older. No, no. Than what's him. what's the age at which you're too oh, old? Oh, they don't say that in the movie. They don't say. Yeah, that. they oh, don't right. say that, they but do they do reference that. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, because Ke- because Keanu Reeves, you know, um, Neo, um, uh, he's he's too old. Right. Um, he looks quite young in that. So, yeah. but he's oh yeah, mm, he was he was in his thirties by then. Like Keanu Reeves always was a bit older than you thought he was. Yeah, I think though I'm. I'm physically older than Keanu Reeves is now, probably. <laughs> so I think I'm probably too old to be removed from the Matrix. And I like it that way. Mm. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah you've taken won't... yourself out of, out of the, the equation anyway. Yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. Running. we yeah. won't be conscripted. <laughs> if, this, if this is a simulation and they're watching it, do you think they get nervous when people start talking about this stuff? Because presumably they don't want us to find out do you reckon they're watching being like, uh, Dave, Phil and Rich, we've got a situation. They're, yeah, they're, maybe we should put this behind a paywall. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. This specific episode. The, the om- omnipotent <laughs> creators, they can't get behind that paywall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not joining a paywall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so evidence for simulation hypothesis. Uh, some scientific, uh, you asked about this earlier, some scientific observations have been interpreted as evidence that we could be living in an artificial reality. Here are some key examples. So quantum mechanics, the theory of quantum mechanics describes subatomic particles behaving in strange, unpredictable ways. Some argue this could be because our reality is simulated and small glitches occur at the smallest scale. So like you said, glitch in the Matrix, which they do cover in the Matrix. Yeah. Um, 
astrophysical measurements. uh, Astrophysicists have calculated fundamental physical constants like the speed of light or the mass of protons that seem finely tuned to allow for life in our universe. This fine tuning resembles how parameters are set in simulations. So I think that's what that's suggesting is how is everything perfect? right mm-hmm. to, for us to live to us to exist in this in this scenario because i mean the odds are pretty tiny aren't they yeah yeah but we're the universe where life happened yeah yeah Fair and point. the universe is massive so the odds are tiny but it's such a big thing that at some point the odds are going to be like well it's got to happen eventually true infinite monkey cage exactly yeah, yeah. uh Computational limits. Uh, there seem to be limits to how finely we can measure and divide space and time. This could be because we are we live in a pixelated matrix within a uh, with a finite resolution, much like a video game. Oh, so there is an end to this. Oh yeah, there's a final level. We complete it. Fuck. How do we know when we complete it? That'd be weird. Like, like yeah. there's, there's that episode of Rick and Morty where there's a life simulator. And, uh, and 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 um, um, Morty goes into it, and he can't, you know. Oh, I've lived my life. I had cancer. I survived. Yeah, yeah. Carpet salesman, and then and then you know, Rick is going. Oh, why did you, why why did you do that? Like, you yeah, should, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, like, um, imagine living that life. I mean, but people talk about this, you know, having having situations where they 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 dreamed another life, mm. and then and, and there's documentation about it, and and then they come back. Oh, what was that? Yeah, you know, was it was I a dog that dreamed I was a man, or was I a man who dreamed he was a dog? Rick and Morty does asks genuinely asks some important. It's brilliant. I absolutely love it. I think it's so interesting and like it's not because it's not just based on nonsense. It's based on some level of fact, isn't it? Yeah. At least the first two seasons are very solidly based on proper things. Once we get into the third season, we're starting to oh, bit bit awful. But the first two seasons blew my mind. Pickle Rick. That's based on a real thing that it's happened. That, that happened. Yeah. A guy I know that happened to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fact. Uh, anecdotal evidence: some reports, uh, so, so some report experiencing glitches or deja vu in reality, interpreting these as artifacts of a simulation. However, these experiences are subjective and prone to cognitive biases. Deja vu. I, when I watched The Matrix the first time, I don't know if you were the same. Deja vu was the thing that made me, that made me want to believe it, or like mm. semi believe it, because I was like, oh yeah, how do you explain deja vu? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is, there's an explanation that I'm going to butcher now, which is that you have the short-term memory and the long-term memory process things differently. And it's that a short, normally things go through the short-term memory and either into the long-term memory or they're discarded. And in deja vu, it, goes, it skips the short-term, goes straight into the long-term. So when you experience it the first time, it's being processed by the wrong part of your brain. So you experience it as if you've already experienced it. You explained that beautifully. Oh, thank you. you. I I have never heard explained that well. (laughs) Like genuinely, like, oh yeah. That's interesting. And that makes sense by what we've all decided how the world works. But another way is that it's a glitch in the matrix. And that's more fun. It's so so much more fun, isn't it? That's so much more fun. Yeah, stop bringing your facts. (laughs) That's not what we brought you in for. Um, Evidence against simulation hypothesis. So several logical and scientific arguments challenge the likelihood that we are living in an ancestor simulation. First, creating such a complex simulation would require astronomical computing power and energy far beyond what humans can currently achieve. The processing capability needed to generate a simulation indistinguishable from the base reality appears feasible now or infeasible now or in the foreseeable future. While computing does continue to advance rapidly, the scale of advancement needed to uh, need, needed to 
simulate complex consciousness and reality itself remains distant. Additionally, there is the question of motivation. Why would an advanced simulation want to create such a simulation and how likely is it that a simulation advanced enough to do so would choose to? The hypothetical rationale behind creating an, an ancestor simulation such as for research or entertainment purposes fails to provide a convincing case such a simulation would actually be commissioned. The simulation hypothesis also raises difficult philosophical questions about consciousness and reality. If base reality is just a simulation, what created the higher level of reality and so on. So a bit like you were saying mm. earlier. But there are, that is an interesting question. Why? Yeah, because. You've got to fill your time, I guess, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, look at the things that we, we find entertaining or we find enjoyable. And I'm not being horrible here. Like, like I love watching cartoons. Mm. I'm an adult. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not Rick talking like... Rick and Morty. I'm not even talking Rick and Morty. I'm talking about like filmation cartoons from the 80s. Like, you know, He-Man saying I have the power has gotten me through some dark times. You know, and uh, like Spider-Man and his amazing friends. I am in my happiest place when I watch that show. That, a terrible that is, cartoon. Oh, I love that. But then oh, I think I think, I think think there's something about, did you grow, you grow up with that as well, right? I, I, I don't remember that one. Do but I remember watching it. because you're much yeah. younger than us. <laughs> but, but I think uh, the cartoons you grew up with, at the time, you think it's the most amazing thing. And yeah. you look back on it and you're like, oh, it's not that good but yeah. there's something nostalgic but nostalgia yeah. feels great yeah yeah I, I have a i have a weird thing so the, the the last cartoon i really fell in love with was young justice and and i was an i was an adult adult when i watched that and i i have watched that especially during lockdowns my god i watched that over and over again have you ever seen young Justice? no it's the best tour of the dc university oh i'm getting off on point here but it's just great. It's young superheroes, but Robin and and uh, uh, Superboy and uh, 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 Superboy, Superboy. So Superboy is Connell. He's the clone of Superman, but he also has the DNA of Lex Luthor, which oh, is a lovely queer reading of it. I, you know, <laughs> Lex Luthor can't have Superman, so he created a clone where it brought their DNA together. And Connell is just a great character. So is he good and evil at the same no, time? No, no, he's well. Uh, that you have to watch the show. Has he got hair? Yeah. He does. He, he does. does very handsome boy. Very handsome boy. Uh, there's a lot of lot of uh, fanfic art of him in very little clothing. Um, <laughs> and uh, by Connell's great character, the the Young Justice version of him, hmm. uh, which is the cartoon, not the comic book, which is a different book. Anyway, I'm getting off. That'd be a real moment for the creators as they're watching the simulation and there's some guy drawing like fan fiction of a Lex Luthor clone <laughs> having sex with Superman. And yeah. They're like, why are you? I've, cre- I've spent that exists. <laughs> that exists. Rick. We put so I much work you. into this, and that's what they've done. They've with all it. got their own character, and they're like comparing what your character's been up to, and they're like, "Yeah, he's, d- he's doing the the weird fan fiction again." Yeah, <laughs> what's yours is a billionaire. Oh god. I mean, I, that, I mean, like if we look at the if we look at the world now, it does feel like weird fan fiction. I mean, Liz Trust, come on. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't real. Well, well as who's we that say, in service of? It's, it's interesting that, that they, these billionaires were saying they, they were saying this in 2016, right? Which yeah. is really where the world went to shit. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it was great before, but there was definitely a turning point. De- right? yeah. 2016, something shifted. Yeah. In, in the Western world, yeah. Because yeah. there is a good... What, like, why were they all coming out? Because they had a forum about this, right? They got together and, and, and were warning about this. Um, and you just thought... Um, admittedly, they've got the money to just get together and shoot the shit anyway. But it is interesting that it was that particular year. Yeah. Mm. And that, again, maybe suggests that they they're watching. Them. Yeah. And they're like, they're on to us. Let's yeah. start fucking shit up. We're coming towards the end. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, Game like, if you, if you think yeah. about um, uh, Occupy Wall Street, that was all about, you know, getting, you know, getting uh, financial parity, and then all of a sudden, there's the, 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 
we have the recession. Uh, what was it? The credit crunch. Uh, and now we're, we're constantly talking about identity. Mm. But we're not talking about the rich people that have too much money and hoarding all the wealth. We're not talking about Occupy Walks. We're not talking about that, those things. Yeah, okay. And I think, Distraction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think it's, it's very, very interesting. And I'm not saying that everything's hunky-dory and that we don't need to talk about, you know, our place in the world and, and, and everything. But it's funny how the rich never, ever get called to, to order. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? and, it's, and it's the upper middle class that really are the ones that get taxed. And, and like... The, what 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 have they changed the the, the retirement age to? It's going to be seventy one. Mm-hmm. Well, now, now, yeah, I'm, I'm tired now. Rich is going to be a hundred before he. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, yeah. By the time I get there, yeah. I mean I won't get there. Let's be honest. You won't because the, the aliens are after you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, implications if the simulate if simulation hypothesis is true. So if the simulation hypothesis turns out to be true, it would have profound implications for our understanding of reality, consciousness, and what it means to be human. Again, no shit. Yeah. Uh, at a philosophical <laughs> level, it would call into question our most basic assumptions about the nature of existence. Are we real beings with free will or just characters in an elaborate video game? Is there a higher power controlling the simulation? Do we have souls or are we just bits of code? These ancient questions about the meaning of life and our place in the universe would need to be re-examined. For society, the revelation may be incredibly destabilizing at first. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I didn't write this. Uh, major religions would struggle to adapt their teachings about God and the afterlife to the, ide- uh, the idea that reality is, is synthetic. People may feel confusion, anxiety, depression, or an existential crisis upon learning their world isn't authentic. I kind of feel like we're quite a long way along that road anyway. Yeah, right? yeah. But imagine if you didn't have an existential crisis upon finding out that you were living <laughs> yeah, in the Matrix yeah. and you were just like, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> this hasn't changed my view of the world. No. Going to church on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, has it really affected it? You know. Well, it, it, yeah, it would be interesting, wouldn't it? Because I guess if you... There, there is there is things like, so what? Yeah. It doesn't change anything, I guess. Yeah. What does it actually mean? Yeah. However, the simulation theory doesn't necessarily mean life is meaningless. Uh, We still have our human experiences of love, joy, relationships, and more. In fact, some may find comfort knowing there is order in the universe, even if it's digital. Our simulated lives could still have beauty, purpose, and value. Yeah. It's it's, it's us that makes things worthwhile. You know, I guess in in this scenario, we're not in control of any of it. So Mm. they're making things worthwhile and putting it in our heads. So you, there's part of you that thinks, well, maybe they're, they're not that bad. Like they've created yeah. a simulation, but if things are all right in your life. Yeah. That's a very, that's a very good proviso. If things are all right in your yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's very subjective. You know, yeah. Like there's, there's terrible things happening in this world and keep happening. Yeah. And, uh, but is it like the, the, the controllers, for whatever reason, they put some sims in the house watching TV and having a nice meal. And one sim in the pool with no ladder. Oh, yeah. yeah, different versions of the same game. Yeah. I mean, I got I, I, one of my favorite things to do is watch a horror movie. T- terrible things happening to people I actually quite like a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you still two, wouldn't leave a sim in the pool. St- I still wouldn't leave a sim. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a weird thing. I, lo- I love a horror movie, but I wouldn't want it to be real. That's maybe why I love a horror movie. Yeah, and you're not doing it as no. well when you watch a horror no. film. Although I have gone fucking kill, you know. Like, <laughs> There's a, the, uh, there's a, oh, I can't remember the name of the horror movie, but the, like, I love every time Freddy Krueger kills someone. Like, it's yeah. just, mm-hmm. once you get, once, once you get into Dream, like, on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, like, I love those kids in that movie. And I love every one of their deaths. Like, have you seen Dream Warriors? 
No. All right, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, the first one, and Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, are two of my f- absolute favorite I ones. would agree they're the two best ones. I, I love Dream Warriors. Yeah. I uh, And I think it's uh, just great. Because it's not more of the same. It's a different It's oh, a different angle on it. So it's good. Great. So good. And the deaths are so good. Welcome to prime time, bitch. I like that kid. <laughs> and I still love her death. <laughs> you know. I really do like it. She suffers. Like she, uh, and and uh, here's the link. Uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is in uh, Dream Warriors. Oh, Whoa, that's yeah. how he pulled it back. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We thought you were going off pace there. No. Oh, no, I completely. found his way back. Oh, this man has to edit so much. <laughs> oh. It's fine. It's improved my editing skills, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, well, with time, society may adapt to this new uh, paradigm, but it would fundamentally change how we see ourselves and our place in the cosmos. We would be faced with difficult questions about the nature of our simulated reality and have to re orientate our perspectives, goals and priorities. Our curiosity about the world would likely be renewed as we seek to understand the broader context we find ourselves in. Would it though? Would it change your goals? It's interesting because it depends what your goals are, I suppose. I guess if if it was provable that this is a simulation mm. and when you die you're just out of the simulation, your consciousness is deleted and that's that, then anyone who's religious would there are certain people who live their lives in a way that means when you die you get a reward yeah and if it was provable and you could convince them that that reward didn't exist then it would change the ways that lots of people live their lives i suppose really would um for me i don't think it would change anything because it as far as i'm concerned it doesn't really matter whether when i die i'm a number that switches off or a soul that evaporates into the ethos or whatever uh so it, it wouldn't necessarily change a huge amount of my life, I don't think. But then would it make you look at other people differently? Because you feel real, but if you knew that everyone else wasn't real, yeah. would you be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to you, mate, you're not I real. I think this is the thing. Once, you, once you've sown, not even the seed of doubt, but the the knowledge mm. of that, there's that curiosity. We were talking about this before the podcast, but that, that seed of curiosity of wanting to know, well, what what is it? What's on the outside? Yeah. But you don't want to. If if it is a red pill, blue pill situation, you know there's no coming back. Would you Would you take it? Because you'd always be walking around curious. Yeah, well, that, that's explored in the in the first Matrix movie. With, yeah, with um, a cipher and stuff. That's right. Yeah. So the, um, the one of the guys is part of Morph- uh, Morpheus's team betrays them, yeah. uh, goes to Agent Spoiler. Smith, yeah, and wants to go back into the Matrix and forget everything. Mm. Uh, right. And it's it's, such a good and it is a really int- and I, and I until I watched it today I've forgotten about that character and that's a really it's interesting they brought that in because because actually th- that is a big question isn't it like there would be people because is he really is he necessarily wrong to want to go back not really so I don't think that he is I, I have a lot of sympathy for him yeah. I also because I think he's a great actor you know that scene with the steak yeah I know this is not real I'm like oh um, I, I I love all that can't wait to see it again um, but then but then th- then there's the massacre in the building. So the the you know the the very famous shootout. All those people are getting killed. Yeah, yeah. They're li- lined into the matrix, but their lives are getting actually snuffed they out. Are. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, well, is that okay? Mm. You know, like just because you have a higher understanding of things, like my perspective on things. You know, you're you're heterosexuals. You know, you should be wiped out. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I, we need you f- to create us. Um, but 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 that that I, at the moment at the moment yeah yeah, yeah. that's why we all love Connell. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but like I, I so th- my my big problem with the Matrix initially was was how many people got killed. Of like, you can manipulate reality, and all you can think of is guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
you know and that's but then that's the punchline of the movie but that's what i mean about the fact that the first half of it is so much more interesting i think than the second half where it's just shooty shooty uh, anyway, oh, I love the shooty shooty. It is, it is. They're, they're great <laughs> sequences, and also at the time because the special effects were so. Oh, they hold up. They hold up. Incredible, it's, it's and they're still good. Thing. Like, yeah, it's still an impressive yeah. film it's, to watch. It's better than the sequels. Like, yeah. it, um, I just love the film. One of, one of the things that I read today, doing my my uh, due diligence, rightly so. <laughs> um, <laughs> was to do with consciousness, and a, there was some guy who thinks that consciousness is proof that this is a simulation mm-hmm. because there's no reason they can't explain what consciousness is or why it exists. And he said it was like a video game in that if you're playing Grand Theft Auto or something, then that character has to have a certain level of consciousness for so that that experience passes on to you. That has to be a person with a like a, um, a reaction yeah. to certain things. They have to sort of take things in so that you can take things in. And so the idea is that we have a consciousness for a different purpose for like whoever is in control of all this to experience what we're experiencing. And so while we're experiencing what we think is like a full experience of life, there are these higher beings or whatever they are who are experiencing even more of through us, which then changes you. If you're like, well, this isn't the full extent of consciousness, but somebody else is getting the full extent of consciousness. So we're just brains in jars. And so they're getting they, the full experience. Well, are they are they the brains in the jars, and we're like their avatars. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. Brains in jars is space saving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good solution. It is a good solution. In the end. Yeah. And you're in a solution. Ah. <laughs> See, we can do jokes. Uh, ethical concerns. Uh, while the simulation hypothesis raises fascinating philosophical questions, there are risks associated with fully believing or seeking to prove we are living in a simulation. First, convincing oneself that reality is not real could lead to nihilistic attitudes, depression, or reckless behaviours without concern for consequences, like you are talking about with re- losing religion. If life is just a simulation, does anything we do really matter? Secondly, aggressively seeking to test or break out of the simulation if one exists could have catastrophic unintended consequences we do not fully understand the nature of our perceived reality let alone the motives and capabilities of potential simulator creators meddling with the foundations of reality could put humanity at risk finally evidence that our world is simulated could uh, cause massive social upheaval and shifts in how humans relate to meaning identity and purpose the transition could be very psychologically and culturally destabilizing i mean i think that's fair to say that's true yeah yeah like people would go nuts wouldn't they? Yeah, you'd imagine start so. smashing. Sh- and if nothing mattered, like yeah, nothing does matter. Yeah, but that well, that's the that's the other part of the argument, isn't it? Why, if it's a simulation, why does it matter any less than it does now? But then there are some people that would still think, well, the simulation is fine, and therefore the order in which society runs in is worth conforming to. And others would think, well, fuck it, yeah, yeah. it matters because it's not real. Yeah, I, I don't think there'd be any. M- I'm not saying there wouldn't be a shock if it was somehow proven beyond a, a shadow of a doubt. I mean, there's people that believe God exists. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I, I've met those people. Um, uh, I grew up in Northern Ireland. Uh, <laughs> um, but the, the, even, even, so it's proven by, beyond a shadow of a doubt we're in, we're in a simulation. What does that really mean if we can't affect it? But if we couldn't, if, if we couldn't use the fact that we're in, if we couldn't use the knowledge that we're in a simulation mm. to affect the simulation, 
you know, what, 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 how does it change things? Like if we find it, we're in a simulation and we could fuck shit up or, you know, like have the life that we want teleport across the universe. I mean, that, that would be great, right? Yeah. yeah. So that would be, that would change the fabric of society. But just finding out that someone's, oh, we don't, we're in a simulation. It's not reality. Well, so what? You know, I still, have, I still have to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but would you still go to work? That's the thing. I wouldn't, but that's because I'm not employed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, while the simulation hypothesis is fascinating, we should exercise caution how deeply we allow it to shape our worldview and behaviours. Believing in a simulated reality could negatively impact mental health and relationships. I think we can all unanimously agree yeah, on that. Yeah, that checks out. Uh, the simulation hypothesis presents an intriguing philosophical question about the nature of reality. While we may never know for sure if our universe is a sophisticated simulation, examining the proposal leads to fascinating lines of inquiry. The possibility that we exist with an ancestor simulation forces us to reconsider our assumptions about the physical world and our own consciousness some might find this notion disturbing or nihilistic while others argue embracing the idea could make us more empowered either way contemplating that we may inhabit a simulation opens up new perspectives so you think we're living in a simulation i do yes okay but that's just because i agree with my buddy elon okay it's um, not my buddy. rich i mean <laughs> He said I, it last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, there's, I mean, there's, 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 there's no evidence, but as a theory, it, it, it makes sense. Uh, but deep down in my heart, I, f I don't think it's real. I, I, I mean, I think this is real. It's it, hard to to explain. Yeah, I think this is real. You don't and think that it's theory real. Think it's isn't real. Yeah, we don't live in the matrix. Okay, I agree with you. Uh, I think it's going to be technically possible at some stage in the yeah. future for it to happen. Um, but, well, actually, do I? I think we might destroy ourselves before we get to that yeah. point. I think Imagine that if that was the moment where suddenly it all just like dissolved and they were like, yeah. no, you were wrong. Yeah. Like, David ah, was right. He gets come, to come live in our world and you guys are deleted from the Matrix. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Rich, <laughs> would you like to tell people where they can find you, what you're doing, uh, everything about you? Uh, yes, I am doing some work in progress shows in London, uh, and Brighton and hopefully at some point other places in the country um, for this new show that I'm writing which is called Gather Your Skeletons and there's one great name uh, February 23rd at the Pleasance uh, which might be two it might have gone by now uh, otherwise there's there's they're all on, on my Instagram richfolding11 because um, <laughs> there were 10 previous richfolding <laughs> created in the Matrix before me I was the 11th version um, but they're yeah Hoxton Brighton um, Waterloo and some other places um, and it will be messy because I'm still writing it and uh, some of the bits aren't working but, but it will be great because Rich is a great writer he could have created the Matrix <laughs> we don't know is he the grand overlord uh, would you like a Matrix joke during the podcast I'd love one of course you would uh, what do you call a Matrix on the Matrix I don't know what? a Domi Matrix uh, yeah that's the end of the podcast thanks for listening bye, bye. Please like and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The more lovely subscribers we get, the more episodes we'll make. And follow us on Instagram and TikTok for regular updates and exclusive videos at Believe Conspiracy Pod. We love you. Bye.